0: Hello, good morning, LinkedIn Live and Facebook. It is so great to be with you here this morning. My name is Claire Davis, and welcome to another edition of Power Hour. We are so grateful for all of you who can join us here this morning in power hour so if you have a moment take it take a minute and put where you're joining us in the chat we would love to see how far this uh chat is going to reach today and we are so excited to deliver you an explosion of value here with one of our leading experts in her field in just a minute i'll introduce her but You know, our motto here at Power Hour goes a little bit something like a little less conversation, a little more action. So our goal with each Power Hour is to give you actionable steps that you can implement today to improve your life, to improve your business, to improve your mindset. And today is no different. So I'd love my co hosts to introduce themselves first as we're all getting settled into the room here. So uh, let's kick it off. Dan, how are you doing over there?
1: Awesome. Let's go straight across the board. Uh, I know. (laughs)
0: Good
1: morning, everyone. Uh, Dan Mott, I'm a LinkedIn coach and consultant. Uh, I help you build your business through uh, online courses, boot camps. Um, and a lot of free resources. Actually, I just launched my course yesterday, but if you wanna talk about that, uh, come check out my profile if you wanna learn more about that <coughs> over there. Matt, down the line to you.
2: Awesome, well, thanks And also, congrats on launching your course. I'm excited to dive in. We could all learn more and more about LinkedIn. As many of you know, LinkedIn's been a powerful tool for me in the last year, so I'm really excited to check out your course. So thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, my name is Matt Zahn. I show people how to persuade with power through the art of strategic storytelling. I do that through workshops and through one-on-one coaching. Take it away, Erin.
3: All right. I feel like <laughs> we should just like have something like we're like passing to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your turn. On, let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am also super stoked for Dan's uh, chorus because I definitely need to learn more uh, about leveraging LinkedIn and Navigator and all that good stuff. So, uh, but hi, I'm Erin. I teach small businesses and medium businesses um, to grow impact and revenue through conversational copywriting. Um, and I do that through one-on-one um, kind of write with you sessions and my uh, monthly membership email ally. Uh, hey, Claire, <laughs> how's it going for you this morning?
0: It's going so good. Um, <clears throat> the kids are tucked in watching a show and I'm super excited to have this power hour with you guys today. I had a chance. Oh, and good morning. Hey, we've got a couple people joining us this morning. Christine, it's so great to see you all the way from New York City, at least from Spokane. That's a bit far away for the rest of you. You probably have there frequently, but... <laughs> Yeah. Don't make me jealous, Dan. (laughs) But we're so excited for everybody joining us today. Welcome. If you're just here joining from um, wherever you are, pop it in the chat. Welcome to Power Hour this morning. I'm Claire Davis and I run Traction Resume where I help sales leaders get better jobs and make more money through interview prep and resumes. So we're so excited to have you here. And today is a special one because we have somebody who is talking about something that is very top of mind for all of us, whether you own your own business or you're looking to improve your mindset after a particularly challenging couple of years, or you're looking to succeed in the job market. Her name is Lindsay harl and if I can introduce you for a second, she is a mindset coach for quirky entrepreneurs, which I love because I truly believe at the core If you're an entrepreneur, it's because you're a little bit quirky and you are just dead set driven to put your mission on the map. So she and I had an amazing chance to chat a few weeks ago, and I'm so excited to have her here today to share with you some of the ways that you can unclog your brain and let your personality shine. So without further ado, Lindsay, can you tell us a little bit about how you started your company and what you do for entrepreneurs that is so special? Sure, well, um, apologies, my dog
4: Chase would like to jump in for me. All dogs are
0: welcome. so rude,
4: I tell you seriously, the question was at me, Chase um yeah, I mean, this is not a journey or a area I ever expected to be in. I grew up thinking we are going to be we all the Lindsays are going to be in corporate and corporate world and That's the path for me. I'm gonna be a marketing executive. I'm gonna wear this power suit. And turns out that wasn't for me. Oops. Um, So in 2011, uh, during a wonderful mental health break, uh, breakdown, and addressing of the depression, the anxiety, and the purging I was doing as a coping mechanism, Mm excuse me, <laughs> my dog just burped. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to start doing some mindset work. Mm-hmm. And during that time, um, I realized corporate's not for me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, there goes that path that I had all laid out in front of me. Shoot. Well, now what? And you kind of take a step back and you think, well, what do I love? What don't I love? And so I thought, um, copywriting very similar I like I loved writing I loved editing my teammates would come to me and say Lindsay can you edit this and I'm like goodbye work hello red pen yes. and so I started to just write um, and then connect with companies to do the writing because there is a huge gap as w- with agencies and branding agencies and design in knowing um, and getting that content from the client. So Aaron, oh, you are so wonderful is all I have (laughs) to say. Um, Like it's a talent and it's a skill and it is not taking content from a brochure and putting it on a website. Um, And throughout that time though, because I never thought entrepreneur, what the heck, I'm just doing this. So I don't have to go back into the corporate world you end up learning, well, you kind of have to deal with your own mind and there's still stress. And just because I wasn't in the corporate world, which was, wasn't where my quirky value of who I thought could, I could be thrive, I still have to show up in my business my way. And I was trying to show up as this corporate being because that's what I had been doing my entire career up to that point. And it wasn't really until I stopped, stopped, and I dug in, and I understood. Well, what are my values? What's important to me? How do I move forward without crying every day? Without, mm. um, without my because my depression uh, takes a very physical form where I get huge uh, stutters, um, tinnitus, so I can really hear. If you're stuttering, you can barely have a conversation with a client. Um, properly Mm -hmm. and so it was really having to stop and think how do i move forward in my way in my business and be true to me because this corporate lindsay is not working out and i really need to part of my graphicness but i really need to pull the stick out that's been shoved Mm -hmm. way up there for so long that (laughs) is causing my issues Mm -hmm. um yeah Figuratively speaking, of course, <laughs> just to be clear on that. And, and it came down to going inward and doing the really hard work and holding up a mirror and being so gosh darn accountable and looking at all different scenarios where either I've been wronged or I've been sad or even looking back to when did my own light dim
3: Mm -hmm. When did
4: I become a shell of myself in my journey? And it goes right back to those early days. And so it's starting to understand who you are at that course. You can start to step forward in a way that aligns so that you can start to understand your values. That then translates itself into a mindset for yourself. And understanding that mindset, you then know what behaviors are required to support that mindset and what actions then Mm -hmm. turn all of that into much more powerful areas to move forward.
3: Yeah, wow. no, I, I love that. because I think when people move from, I mean, good on you for actually realizing that, hey, this path that I've been going on is, the, is not the right one, like, you know, because um, I think a lot of people will just be like, well, I'm already down this path. So I might as well just keep going, you know. So I think it takes a lot of um, strength to uh, realize that and make a change. But then also I think that when people move from maybe in your case, it was corporate to entrepreneur and other people's cases, it could be another change, but, um, but you mm-hmm. tend to recreate the environment that you were in. Right. Yeah. And so going from corporate to entrepreneur, it's like you recreate that same thing and you're like, wait a minute, I'm doing the same thing. Like it's almost like I have a corporate job mm-hmm. out in my house, you know, sort of a thing. And so um, what did you do? Like when you were realized, okay, this isn't working, you know. I'm just I'm in the same kind of rut, and now I'm dealing with this depression, and I have all of this stuff. Um, how like what are the what are the first couple of things that, that you that you did? And first of all, like how did you realize that? And then what are the kind of the first steps that you take to kind of get yourself out of that? <laughs>
4: well, the husband's great at helping you acknowledge when yeah. your mental <laughs> <the> health is off. <laughs> <all. laughs> mm-hmm. um, but but in all serious, no, so i'm thinking specifically so while i started in 2011 um that wasn't like great my depression's done i've mm-hmm. overcome here we go i mean anyone like mental health period is a cyclical cycle and i just happen to live with a depression roommate which is a little bit more chemical um rather than uh situational induced right it happens mm-hmm. um so what i've started to learn over time is what are my personal symptoms for when I'm starting to go into that and what do I need to do then? And so I've also learned that too. it's very important to me to remain open and communicative with my clients. And I don't start a relationship with the client being like, FYI, I have depression and I may go into a spiral <laughs> while well, we <went> to- <laughs>
0: but that's awesome.
4: Right? Like it's but I'm I'm very clearly an advocate in mental health. I put mm-hmm. out um, listening videos to talk about why we need to listen and teach people to listen if we're going to continue to ask people to talk. I think that's a huge piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's real to that point. It's listening. It's really being quiet and listening. And when you feel that overwhelm and that struggle is taking a moment to stop and say, what is going on? Why is this happening? And the thing is, you know, we only get overwhelmed and triggered by things that are important to us. Mm -hmm. And so these emotions, that's emotion. And that's just data. That's not feeling, that's nothing. And so we, in those moments get to stop and say, what is actually happening here? And is this important for me to react or am I just in this constant goal mode? And coming from the corporate world, you're in this constant goal mode. In entrepreneur business world, you're often in this constant goal mode, goal mode. And that's not the point of life. And so what what COVID, you know, and not at all stripping away, (coughs) pardon me, any of the harm that COVID did, because it did do a lot of harm, It has set a lot of uh, women back in the workplace. The stats are astounding. And so that's just another thing that we need to start moving forward in again. Um, But what it's done is it made people stop and go quiet and go inward. And so while we're seeing all these things go up uh, of the searching of anxiety and depression, I don't believe that these necessarily weren't there before. I think it's now people are paused and are like, what the heck is all this happening in me? And it's because everything we've known, any belief that we've had has been shaken. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the beliefs that we have with how we approach work, with how we approach marketing ourselves, with how we approach uh, how are we going to show up in our roles have been shaken. Mm -hmm. And so we need to start addressing what are these beliefs that no longer serve where we're moving forward, and this is a lot of what I've had to do. Right? Is what are these beliefs of mind that are keeping me stuck, that are making me feel less than, that are making me believe that I can't do, even though I continue to prove that I can. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
2: Yeah. So, no, so, no, I, yes. I, I <laughs> you Mentioning that. No. Go, go ahead, Claire.
0: Uh, well, I was going to say that you know. Um, I think that you're absolutely right. It was this great pause that you mentioned with COVID. We were all moving so very quickly and so wrapped up and enamored with what we were doing at lightning speed that when we were forced to sit with this uncomfortable situation and figure it out and sort of let our emotions and mentality catch up with us, it rocked everyone, Mm -hmm. understandably so. So my question for you is, what are some of those common beliefs that you see when you're working with entrepreneurs that keep coming up, that are standing in the way of them moving forward? What are those beliefs that you see?
4: Yeah, um, so a lot of it actually has to do with the copy and the content is, who wants to hear what I have to say? I don't have anything different to say, I can't write, oh, geez, Louise, can you talk? Mm-hmm. Well, then, yeah, you can write. I'm sorry. And I don't mean to be that blunt and flippant about it, but it's true. I mean, half the time, because I'm no longer a copywriter, um, like I do the neurochange change management for the quirky entrepreneurs, and then I'm also still supporting, uh, I'm a brand strategist for family, uh, family businesses and generational transition of ownership. Mm-hmm. But it's it, nine times, out, it's just translation because everybody knows what they want to say. And then it's just pulling that out and putting it in a way that makes sense with flow. And we need mm-hmm. to stop that fear of that cursor. So yeah, you can write. No one knows you better than you. No one knows your audience better than you other than your audience. And so that's that's the biggest thing is. I can't write. Baloney. You can talk. Mm-hmm. Um that's a big one. And then um I yeah, like that that's probably the biggest one I come up against and the other one is these are my values and I'm not, I'm, I'm like, I'm coming off quite harsh this morning <laughs> and I'm like, and I say, okay, <laughs> are they your values? Cause tell me, like, show me the actions because this is something, and I did this for years too, until I really understood what the heck a value is and values are not these fluffy marketing statements, mm-hmm. um, which we see slapped on corporate walls time again, I myself have done it. I can regurgitate the values that were in the company I was in in my twenties, but I can't tell you what the actions are. And so Mm -hmm. that's a big hurdle is uh, a lot of companies when they come to content, when they come to branding or strategy, they think it's all marketing fluff. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you that your values are actually actions. And so if you can't tell me what this particular value of yours is and the actions that you do and your team does that bring this value to life, then that is not a value of yours. I am sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's get clear on what they actually are in, in your actions. And then that helps you make such better decisions for the company you are, for the internally motivated people that this is what they're doing already Right, And so it's just starting to bring a lot of, these are hands this morning, it's shining a lot of lights on ourselves, on our actions, on the dissonance between our words and our actions, and where is that misalignment and how do we bring that together? And that's more often than not what clients just need help with is, here's what I'm saying, but I'm not doing. Okay, so how do we then get that together? Mm -hmm. I use I use sound effects. Too.
2: There you go. Yeah, I, I appreciate you mentioning that. I, I do wanna I wanna dive a little deeper, uh, just because I think it's really important. So last week you posted on LinkedIn something that I thought was was fascinating. I'm not gonna read the entire post, but I think the biggest part of it is you said mirrors don't have to be our bullies. Mm-hmm. You also went on to say someone who Someone who chose to move forward, rewrite my story, and use the mirror as a tool for healing rather than destruction. I know just how powerful the right mirror can be. So one of the things I find interesting, we're talking about the great pause regarding COVID. Um, I've had the opportunity over the last few years to work with some incredible clients. Um, Some of these individuals, men and women, have achieved more in a few years than most people do in their entire lives. Right? I'm very blessed to work with individuals who have achieved incredible, remarkable things. And one of the things that's fascinating to me that I've discovered along the way is that regardless of how good someone looks, how well-dressed they are, how well-spoken they are, when you really tap through and you learn more about them and you get them in a position where they can truly be honest and vulnerable, you find out that every person, at least in my experience, has an inferiority complex in some way, shape, or form, okay? So they and I think what what happened is prior to COVID, we have a society, we still do today, but we have a society that, I mean, just just think about movies today. Think of some movies today have a few hundred do- a few hundred million dollars pumped into them, right? So we're the graphics on display today, advertisements on display today, the Imagery—it's—it's it's beyond what people could even comprehend just a few decades ago. So we're surrounded by this this picturesque, incredible landscape. And I think a lot of people tried to paint the perception of "Look at me! I have very few flaws. I'm successful. I really need your your praise." And then COVID happened, and there's this great reset, this great great pause and great reset where I feel. Like now today, it's much easier for me to get individuals to, to come to that vulnerable state. And it's beautiful because mm-hmm. from a persuasion perspective, from a way to actually inspire people to action, they don't want people that appear to be supermen and superwomen. They, they want individuals that are human beings that can really relate and be authentic. So I think there's this balancing act based on what, what you had mentioned about beating ourselves up, looking in the mirror, right? And seeing something that's ugly, something that we don't wanna see, but also recognizing that we're all human beings. And even if we accomplish great things, or even if we're on pace to accomplishing great things, everyone still has an inferiority complex, right? We're all in this state of just, We're not perfect. I just, I got done working with a gentleman who has this massive company, right? Thousands and thousands of of employees. And we got into this moment of him being super vulnerable and he wakes up most mornings, and he questions how he's going to handle most of the things that come his way. And no one would know that. They would look at him thinking he's, he's flawless, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I want to I kind of highlight and dive into that because people that are listening now, I guess solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, that they're on their way to attaining something that they truly desire, thinking, oh, I have to be something that I'm not. So when we just you speak to that. I know it was a long winded, but I think it's really important to really bring out the mirror aspect that you had talked about.
3: Uh, for, for,
4: thank you for reading that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The mirror and I, we've had a good relationship now. Um, but I think, you know, the whole point is. It's 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 we're never going to be perfect human beings. Life is a journey. We, I, I am not who I was yesterday. I'm not going to be who I am later on in the week simply because of the things that we learn and the experiences that we have. And so it, it's important that we take that time to, to reflect and understand who am I now because of how I've lived. And um, I, I think, that's the most important part. And it's just understanding. But I'm sorry, life is not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Whoever sold us that lie is just not nice because life isn't comfortable. Life, mm-hmm. we need to start being and getting uncomfortable, with just being a discomfort. And if you are going to choose a life of being a business owner or an entrepreneur, you are going to be forever in a constant state of uncomfort and of uncomfort, of uncomfort. It's
0: so true. It's I'm like discount, you you've yeah. almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Claire, please speak. Oh, like you've got to get comfortable with constant challenge. I was just yes. speaking with somebody yesterday and she said, what is the secret to owning your own business? It looks really glamorous. And <laughs> <We're very laughs> good after good for good anyone good who owns their own good business, good. right? And and I said, you know, there are parts that feel really exciting and thrilling, like when your clients get big wins. And in my case, when someone lands a job they didn't think they could and have been out of work for 18 months, right? right. There are things that put you at your highest highs, but it's incredibly vulnerable and difficult, and you almost have to love puzzles, challenges, brick walls to climb, because we, no matter what industry you're in, are all faced with these incredible challenges, and not only external challenges, a lot of internal challenges that I think owning your own business truly brings to light, simply because you have to be every part of the business, and all of your emotional hangups, all of your, um, you know, your, your education level, like your uh, achievement level, your, the way that you measure success, a lot of that's internal. And because it's internal, it's, it's a constant, almost like re refreshing or redevelopment of self, I think just going through business. Um, And, you know, I was wondering if, if this is what drove you realizing these different components and uh, you know your writing and then going through your personal journey, is that what inspired you to move forward to go into neuro change and explore that? And what is that? You, if yeah. you could yeah. tell us also, yeah. you know, what yeah. is neuro change? Um, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, so a lot of people ask
4: me, is neuro change NLP? So the neuro-linguistic mm-hmm. programming. No, it's not. OK, <laughs> it is it is a whole other level because it adds the science, the t- scientific base behind it. So what it is, is it's diving in, digging in, understanding where are those limiting beliefs, what goals are holding you back or what goals do you need and how do you set your world and your envir- and your environment up so that you can cue your world um, and your brain to doing the things that move you forward in purpose. And so while neural change often starts with purpose and finding your purpose and understanding your flow and all that to move forward. um, I find that a little overwhelming personally, because it's like, tell me your purpose. (laughs) It's a lot easier. I find that if we start and go back to let's just work at those core five values in action, because when you can start taking action that, you know, you can start to understand how you move forward in purpose what moves you forward in purpose anyways that's neither here nor there but what the neural change aspect is for me and this was a big part as to why this certification was what drew me to it is that it was the scientific evidence based on here's what's going on in the brain so when you're specifically setting up an environment you're setting up specific cues that you know then will build uh, better neural habits, uh, neural neural circuits within your brain. Um, You're purposely thickening myelin and it gets a little scientific, um, so that you can send, hi Chase, so that you can send these neurotransmitters, right? And like really strengthen the habits that you want to to support you, (laughs) to support you in achieving the goals and living the life that you want whether that be a personal goal, a professional goal, um, just anything, but it's it, it helps you to understand how to move forward in purpose and what is going on. Because I'm one of those people whose mindset is great, la di da. I want to know how do I take the mindset further, mm-hmm. and that's that management piece. And you know, and and yeah, understanding the difference between having a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, and is important, but it's what you do with that growth mindset in action that matters, that then helps you move forward. And that's exactly what I do with clients. If we start to understand, okay, so what is happening? How are we setting up your world? So that saying yes, excites you. And so that when you say no, that no guilt, there's no shame. There's no keeping you up at night and overwhelmed of, oh my goodness, because we go back to those values And have you made the decisions that align with your values that move you forward and the goals that are so important to you that support your boundaries. And then you can, and, and, and this is also key for me at least is that, and you're not doing harm to other people. Mm -hmm. That's that's a big piece for me,
2: actually. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good value to have.
4: It's it's just, it's an overarching thing. I will support you (laughs) if you're not looking to go and harm other people. (laughs) Like, because I mean, we can we can hone our minds and our brains to do good or evil. Mm-hmm. And we can change and, and grow those um, neural circuits that reinforce the good thoughts and the good habits and grow those brain tendrils, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we can choose to ignore and slowly kill off those ones that no longer served us. And that happens with a lot of those limiting beliefs and everything, but it's important then to continue to set up our world post, um, once we've built a new habit to support a goal, so post that to set up our world to continue, so we don't easily fall back into that old habit. Um, Because that's still there, it's still ingrained. Um, So it's understanding when are we building habits, because if you're building them in a time that you're in a better mindset, then you're going, then you are way, way more likely to keep that habit those healthy habits such as running or eating healthy during those times when you are feeling overwhelmed or stressed out, or I can't get out of bed, you've already built this habit. So it's not really even you having to use your mental calories to get up and push yourself out of bed to go for the run. It's Mm -hmm. already done this. I'll just do it. And in that way, you're, you're, you're working your brain. So you're supporting your future self way more easily than you would if you're not, if you're just doing and setting up schedules and plotting out things and never taking the time to reflect. Are these the actions that matter for me in my world and my growth and my business
3: and my Mm -hmm. career Mm -hmm. and my
4: life? Yeah.
3: I like that. It's it's almost based on, maybe it is uh, neuroplasticity, just like, it's, yeah. I'm so interested in that. And so, um, and I love that that seems kind of like where your, your focus is. It's very, um, there's a science behind it. And it's not just like, think about it and it will be, you know, it's more <laughs> like, no, this is actually how your brain works and, you know, and how this can happen. And and how, what you, we were talking about earlier, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, it is really kind of you out there. It's, there's no really passing the buck. It, you know, you it's not like, yeah, I know, I can't believe the CEO made that decision, you know, because then it's like... Oh wait! <laughs> you know, uh, can just be like. I mean, I told them not to, but you know, so it's,
4: I it's, said no to the afternoon uh, not yeah. Yet, I uh, they still went. Exactly. I don't know what
3: <laughs> so it's like um, so you're right. So it's this whole other level of like you're putting yourself out there, and then also recognizing the fact that it can change, right? So I think so many people are like, well, I'm gonna do this. And I'm putting myself out there, and this is what I'm saying I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna accomplish. And then three months later that's changed. And then they feel like, oh, shoot. But I still gotta stick to what I said I was gonna do, you know, even though yeah. it doesn't make sense anymore., um, it's not where my heart is. like it, 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 clearly, I'm now going in this direction, but I' not mm, I said I was gonna do this, and I already put it out there. Um, and so I think there's this thing of like, yes, like, put it out there, get accountability, like go for it. But then it's, then I think there's no conversation around, but also course correct, you know, and, um, and it's okay to change and it's okay to have that discussion publicly of like, Hey, you know, tried this didn't pan out or I, I discovered this along the way. Um, so do you find that with your clients too, kind of like helping them along the path, you know, like that is zigzaggy and not just up and to the right all the time.
4: Yeah, well, and that's just it, is it's, it's, it's being, it, it's, it's giving, it's giving permission. No, it's, it's a lot, it's giving people that space to give themselves permission of, I didn't know any better when I set that goal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, and now that I'm moving towards it, and it's a struggle, and it's not actually tied to any of my values, and I just said it because, and I do this a lot, right, is, that's not an important goal. So do I really need to move towards it? Will I feel a, like will I feel um, am I going to enjoy the process getting towards that goal? More than achieving the goal.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And if that is a if that is yes, then continue to move towards it. it if, if it, it if, if, if it if it if it come up, coffee, mm-hmm. if it is a no. <laughs> Then yeah. that's not that's probably the wrong goal for you, anyways. That was probably set with a value that was not yours. So it doesn't mean it's a bad goal. It just means it's not your goal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's giving that permission of uh, and, and a colleague of mine, I, I God bless her, uh, Tawana Taylor. She always says this is um what is it? A plan is a roadmap, not a destination or something like that. But anyways, and the the, the mm. overall thing is. You keep your eye on the where you're going, what that overall goal is, wh- like whether that be to be a great parent, to grow your business, but you don't get so stuck on, this is my plan to get there. And these are the trackers. It's because, as we all know, life happens. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, a pandemic could happen at any point in time and just mm-hmm. throw things all over the place. And so it's being okay to go along the way, but it's understanding what that every little baby step matters. Mm -hmm. And so even if you're baby step course correcting, you're still baby stepping and that's fine. Mm -hmm. And and, And this was a big mindset that I also had to get over as well is, it's not giant leaps, it is baby steps. Everything comes down to that very next step. So we just need to breathe a little bit about what that end result is going to be and focus on this very clear next step for us, if it's in alignment with our action and trust, and again, not easy, but, and trust that if we take the actions that are aligned with our values, that the right thing will appear along the way at the time. And, you know, for myself, like my, pr- my purpose, um, which I do know because I've done the work and I didn't start there, it's not this huge defined, Tangible thing. It's simply to, you know, bring light to the dark without making light of the dark. Mm-hmm. That is my purpose in life, as it stands right now. Oh, I love and that. So bringing. Say yeah. that one more time, Lindsay. That was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, is to bring light to the dark without making light of the dark. And you'll see that. Like I, so like depression, constipation. I talk about depression by drawing parallels to pooping or not pooping in this case. I mean, it's tongue in cheek, <laughs> but I bring it and I do it away so that people start to open up the conversation of depression isn't being just sad. It is a whole spectrum. And what can that be? Um, yeah. And then so, so to me, it's just to shine these lights on these harder topics in life that have impacted those in my life, myself, Um, and that I think, and you know, the great supports I've had along the way, including Mm -hmm. in the corporate world. And so I'm not here to bash the corporate world because I had brilliant support that I'm forever grateful for. Um, but I think that's the biggest piece is also knowing who are you at the end of the day? It doesn't have to be this big purpose. It just goes back to these little baby steps. And, and what about Bob taught me that, right?
2: (laughs) Nice. Great movie, by the way. Great
4: Great movie. movie. (laughs) Seriously. I love that movie. Yeah. And and I'll like, what about Bob is a great, great movie. And it, and I remember what, like um, within my first week off, when I was taking time off uh, from the big four that I was at, that movie came on TV and I sat down and I watched it. And I just remember um, Bill Murray keeps saying "baby steps, baby steps, baby steps," and that was how I moved through and started to go forward. And I mm-hmm. think that's the biggest thing: is we get so overwhelmed by, you know, I, I have to find the, I have to find a job. No, right. you don't. I mean, yeah, you do, but no, mm-hmm. you just you have to send a resume, mm-hmm. you have to yeah. make a phone call, you have to do these tiny actions, and I, and. That's, that is one of the biggest mind management things um, of anything to take away at all, is just stop thinking of this big thing. Visions are important. Of course they're important. That's what, where you end up moving towards. But if that is too overwhelming, what is that very next step? So it's not finding your dream job. It's defining maybe what values are aligned in your dream job. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. A great point. Yeah. And it, I think it, goes, it ties in what you said about the roadmap, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm actually closest to Dan. I think Dan and I are about an hour away from each other. So Dan and I hopped in a car and we drove out to Claire in Washington State. And we plugged in our GPS. There'd be thousands of miles. And mm-hmm. as we drive, we're going to hit a, a road that has a bridge that's out. So we're going to have to reroute. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to hit some place that's flooded out. So we, now we got to reroute again. And there's gonna be traffic and there's gonna be all these things along the way. And it's like if Dan and I were like, no, we have to follow the GPS as it said when we left where we left, we have to, we're never gonna get there. And I see so many motivational quotes and all these different things talking about, don't quit, don't do this, don't give up. And there is a huge element to grit. And I'm not denying that. I think grit is extremely important and valuable but at the same time like we have to know when to reroute. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who 15 years ago he started a business. Like keep in mind we're 15 years into this guy's business. He has the same business model that he did 15 years ago. He's been struggling beyond belief. It's has destroyed his marriage, his family, all kind of, he he is pumping an insane amount of money into something that is just an archaic business model that everyone's telling him, good wise counsel is telling him it's not gonna work and you have to reroute. And he will not do that. Mm-hmm. His accountants have told him you cannot continue to do this, you know, you never want to get the IRS involved with what you're doing with pumping money into something. They're gonna they're gonna question why you're not making a profit, why this isn't working. And what's amazing is this individual can post. You know, don't quit and don't give up. And everyone would celebrate that because that's just that's something that we highly value in our culture, that the, the essence of not quitting. But there, there does come an element of critical thinking where if the bridge is out,
3: mm-hmm. the roads
2: flooded, you don't drive through that flooded water or you will total your car and you will not get to Washington. Like Dan and I will not get mm-hmm. to Washington State. So I love what you said about the roadmap, because I think people really need to wake up and realize, okay, you have these visions, you have these values, you have these dreams, you have the purpose that you have something that you want to offer the world. And it doesn't need to be a very specific cookie cutter thing. And if you have to reroute, you should feel ashamed or guilty or anything. That's just absolute nonsense. So I really appreciate you mentioning the roadmap. We have to look at it that way.
1: I think that's such a good point too, because yeah. it's so easy to say, right? Like, all right, If I'm going to take a different route, like how are people going to view me? How are people going to like look at me as a result of that? Like, it, do they see me as going back on my word? Is that going to reflect negatively on my, on me as an individual? And, and I think it's, we, we get so right. Like you, these are the things that you say to yourself in your head over and over again, but this is a conversation that you're having with yourself. This isn't a conversation that anyone else is seeing. This isn't these details often most of the people in your network won't see. Like, like you, you get so built up on these things that you have a 360 view on because you live inside your head 24-7, 365, that, you know, like someone that you haven't spoken with in six months is going to have no clue that this is happening. They're not going to shame you. They're not, you're like, right? You're getting worked up over things that are just not going to happen.
0: Yeah.
4: And, you know, I think one of the biggest changing points for me was when I came across this book called um, The Curve to be Disliked and it changed how I showed up Um, and it talks it turns um like Adler psychology into Adler philosophy
3: Um, Mm. but
4: it really talks more about understanding (laughs) that's their task this Mm. is mine so what is mine to carry and anything that requires someone else's thought on me that's not mine I cannot control how someone else is going to react if I choose not to move forward towards a goal. All I can control is showing up and saying, here's why I'm no longer moving towards this. And here's now where I'm going. And I think uh, COVID was a beautiful example for companies to really understand, whoa, we've been going way, way off base. We need to pop. And this is it too, is it's not stop. It's pause. You know, so it's not necessarily don't quit, don't give up. It's, But pause mm. to reflect. Are you mm. gritting through smartly? Or are you pushing through because your ego won't let you go about a different way? And no one's going to judge. people. People will be more concerned about the pushing through than the, you know what? this isn't right, I'm going to go and take a new step. And that is something to
0: really value. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. And You know, somebody mentioned something to me one day, they said, you know, we're bombarded with countless thousands of messages every single day. I mean, if you're here watching power hour right now, you have been messaged thousands of times, probably just this morning by being on the platform. So from comments to content, to video, to watching the news on your way to your computer, it works. And someone mentioned to me, you know, try not to feel so wrapped or tied to every single post you do, or to every bit of content you write, or to every tiny mistake that you make, be it public or not, because truly, is it gonna be remembered among the barrage of messaging that we see every single day? Probably not. You know, so it it reminded me to give myself a little bit of grace because we're all trying to figure it out, whatever stage you're in. So, you know, we've got Steve here, Brian's here, Paige is here. All of us are in different stages in our business and our life with our own struggles, right? And so giving ourselves a little bit of grace to learn right where we are. And to have permission to do it our own way, I think is, is beautiful. And I think you're right. I think Lindsay COVID did bring, it really burned a lot of this stuff down to, okay, what's left. What's left that I have to deal with? Where am I really at versus what have I been telling myself or worrying about needlessly for however many years. So Mm -hmm. I, I really love how you shared that. And, um, so one thing we ask all of our guests when they come on to Power Hour, because we really are, we want to uh, not only chat about these theories, but we, we love to hear, you know, something actionable that you might recommend for people listening today. Um, and, you know, so for everybody who's get, going to have a chance to see this, you know, what's, what's one thing that they can do today to move them forward in light of this conversation? What do you recommend? <laughs> Just one thing. <laughs> okay, <I'm> like just one thing.
4: Where's the best place to golly start? Okay, um, so I I am big values person clearly, and I'm a big big believer in defining your values for you because we can have the same value with a very different definition for how mm. we express it in our lives. Sure. So what I would encourage people to do is, if you have not done so already. Figure out what your five core values are. If you don't know what that is, reach on out. I'll support you with that. Um, beyond that, with these five values, start to identify what are the actions in your life that represent these Um values. So for example, humor, surprise, is one of my core values. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing this exercise, I looked at, you know, I look for funny stories in the mundane. I purposely create puns when I shouldn't. I send (laughs) funny texts to my friends. Humor is what pulled me out of my hole. It's a very Mm -hmm. big piece. And so from that, when I looked at that, I was then able to create my own definition of what that is. And and my definition also happens to be the purpose of my purpose. It just happened that way is that look to bring the light. Um, oh my golly look to bring light to the dark without making light of the dark. Um, so very similar um, in how these things express with those definitions, but I understand how to separate it. So that is what I would say is, what is that definition for you and how does that guide your actions? Um, and if, you aren't there yet because you know what? Values are hard and even if you type up a values list in mm-hmm. Google, you will get thousands of gosh darn sheets being like, here's all the values in the world. <laughs> and that's ridiculous um, because it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tools that help limit it down, but you know what? I would just say, the next time you make a decision, know why you made it. Mm-hmm. What value was that decision tied to? Mm -hmm. And that's how you can start to get really tangible on what these fluffy values, as a lot of the times they show up as, are Mm -hmm. in action so that you then can start to take action that is aligned with what's important to you. That's that.
3: (laughs) And (laughs) then you'll be fine and life
4: will be so easy.
0: <laughs> then it's and all solved. Oh, yes, then. yeah, yeah. Life is fine
4: and better than. Oh my golly gosh! <laughs> oh, I, know I can that's
0: really awesome. appreciate
4: that. And yeah. Then, do you have
1: any review process for your values? Like, do you have that written down somewhere? Do you have it in front of you? Do you have it like as a reminder? Mm. And, and like I said, so, like where do you keep it? And how do you how do you track it? And how do you keep it top of mind?
4: I, yeah. No. This. Is, yeah. Yeah. I have my values right here in front of me literally right in front of me every day and I make sure to look at them um if I'm having a down day I also look to it and say have I not met one of these what's missing and I know like with my personal core core like my I have I believe everybody has one core value that is the essence of who they are are before the world told them who they weren't um, or before, the, yeah, neither, well, we'll go into that later. or else another call. Um, but it, pre- creativity is mine. And if this value isn't lived or activated somehow every day, my energy is low. I am not my best self. I don't show up for those in my life the way that I know I want to. And so it's important that I keep track of these And I have them right in front of me, including my definition, because they help me through really hard things, too. And, you know, kindness is another one of mine. And my personal definition is to do what's right, to do what's hard and to do it with compassionate love. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm like, oh, that's too hard. I don't want to have that conversation. I looked at that. and I'm like, Lindsay, but here's how you stay in integrity with your values. And you will not feel good if you don't do this hard thing with love, because it's the right thing to do. And so that's how it helps guide me. And from those who I've supported and have walked through this process as well, that's exactly what they do is they keep it. (laughs) I don't know if that's what they do, but they keep it right by themselves. (laughs) And it's something to just really check in with and you keep it right, very center. And if you misstep in your actions, in your values one day happens because we're all gosh darn human, Mm -hmm. but, when we have them, we can reflect back and say, hmm, why did I misstep? And how can I realign tomorrow? And cause, so it's not about having your values defined so that you can live a perfectly perfect life. It's about having your values defined so that you can live a human life mm-hmm. and reflect and step forward a different way. And you're gonna screw up every single week. It's mm-hmm. boring. <laughs> And then you just get to be a compassionate person towards yourself. And then you get to be a more compassionate person towards others. And then you're just, a, then then this world is just also happy by well, I me mean, with realisticness around it, of course. Mm-hmm. And that was a high voice. Well,
0: that's, I feel like that way too, we all know we're in the same boat. You know, everybody <laughs> is doing their best and learning as we go. And that to me actually gives me a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. because, you know, we're not alone. And a lot of times when you're an entrepreneur or solopreneur, it can be a lonely place mm-hmm. because you're running the whole ship. And so I actually take a lot of heart in what you said there. And um, it reminds me that, you know, not going it alone is important. And so one uh, one last question I have for you, Lindsay, is can you tell um, – can you tell us all where we can, you know, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find more about your programs uh, and maybe work with you one-on-one if they feel like identifying these values and moving forward from that place would really be helpful for them.
4: Yeah. So I play on LinkedIn. Um, so okay. you can find me on LinkedIn with Lindsay Harrell Um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook as quirky Lindsay Harrell. And um, you can find my website at, www.quirkylindsayharl.com. Um, apparently that's a radio voice that we're just. Gonna- <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, and um, I also, um, over the summer, so there's four more opportunities. I'm running a voracious values workshop, uh, complimentary Ooh. workshop Fridays uh, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, that helps go through you know, what values are, Why are they important? How can you define them? What do they do? All that jazz in a much more tangible way so that you can then go and use the workshop post. That's my whole goal and that's, yeah. So there's four more opportunities. um, I can share that link with you as well where you can register Um, and that's, yeah, that's me. Uh, That's where you can contact me and I'm around. Awesome. That'd be so
0: great. Um, I know we've had a lot of folks here in the chat this morning. It's so great to have you with us. And we always say every week this hour like flies by. So, um, you know, Steve, it's wonderful to see you. He mentioned reading Dale Carnegie's book about how to win friends and influence people was big for him. Um, Brian, great to see you. Paige, everybody who was with us this morning, thank you so much. And we will add to the chat those links that lindsay mentioned so that you can connect with her follow her be sure to follow here everybody who's um all my co-moderators here who um are experts in their field as well because we just are dedicated to bringing you this kind of stuff every week to help you grow in your business and life. And Lindsay, we are so grateful for your time with us today. Thank you so much for being here and for being so open and raw about your story and really shedding some light on things that we can use and implement today to be better in life and business. We're grateful to you. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you for having me. I have enjoyed this Power Hour. Thank you. Great.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Lindsay. (laughs) That's too. All right, you guys, you can know where to find us. We'll be here every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern at Power Hour. Those are my kids banging down the door, so we better turn this off. (laughs) And thank you, as always. We know time is your greatest commodity and ours, too. So the fact that you chose to spend it with us is really something. Thanks so much and have a great day and see you all next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Bye.